Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is Classified. This is Mocha Only. This is Sean Price. Yeah, Ghostface Killer. This is Quake Matthews. What's up, my brother Ali? Fight Diggy, Tribe Core Quest. Eloquent, man. What up, Styles Peter Ghost. This is Absol. This is K.O. And you listening to the Come Up Show, where that feel-good music lives. Hey. It's the show that you come up on, yeah. It's the spot that you come up strong, yeah. What's going on? Welcome to the Come Up Show podcast. I'm your host, Martin Bauman. It's another Throwback Thursday, and I'm joined once again by DJ Chetto. Thank yes. you for being here. What's up to our SoundCloud, iTunes world? Make sure you subscribe to us, man, and spread the word, man. We need y'all. We got a, we got a great thing going right now, and uh, really excited to bring you another edition of the Comp Show. Throwback Thursdays today. And, uh, and, and, and we're presenting the homie Yellow Wolf, released in yes. 2012, the video interview. Really excited to speak to Yellow Wolf. And um, yeah, the cool thing is before I get into the interview, the backstory I can tell you about this is happened in Toronto and um, the interview was at Community 54 and um, I was by the back, you know, there's other media outlets there mm-hmm. and um, right before my interview with Yellow Wolf, um, he had an interview, he was supposed to have an interview with Vice Magazine. And I'm just standing there. I'm looking. You know, the, he, you know, these two guys come up to him. He asks them, "Where you guys? What, what outlet are you?" He, uh, they say, "Vice Magazine." And um, he just tells them to screw off. Just says, "Get out. I'm not doing this interview." And um, he walks away from them. Goes back into the store. And Yellow Wolf is just looking at the clothing, the sunglasses, the t-shirts, and everything like that. He takes a couple of minutes and then he says, "Who's next?" And I just raised my hand up. <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, "I'm I'm next." He's like, "All right, let's go." And we go to the back end of uh, where the backyard of Community Fifty Four, and I was obviously nervous. I was like, "Oh my goodness, what happened?" I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Yellow Wolf got all all mad at these guys from Vice Magazine. So I did have a couple of warm-up questions, uh, you know, you, written yeah. out, but I had to skip those warm-up questions and get straight into the deep questions. And the, one of the first questions I asked him was um, when uh, he was a part of the Double XL freshman, I believe uh, he was uh, the sophomore, he gave some valuable um, advice to Mac Miller, Kendrick Lamar about sharing his story, trials and tribulations. And I asked him about that and... He kind of like his body language switched up a little bit and he got into it and we ended up having a great interview. Um, so, yeah, I find out later on uh, why he was mad at Vice magazine. They wrote an article saying that he's part of the Illuminati. Uh, <laughs> the Illuminati. Yeah. Coming so, back to Vice you know, uh, got word. Yellow Wolf got word of that. And he was not happy with them. So that's why. That's why. So, yeah, check out this interview. <laughs> uh, that's just an interesting backstory for you guys out there. All right, take a listen. This is the Come Up Show. My name is Chetto, where that feel good music lives. Real recognizer. I'm here with Yellow Wolf. Last year, when you were doing a double XL uh, round uh, freshman, uh, you said to the younger MCs, uh, to be uh, culturally impactful, you're going to have to go through pain. You're going to have to go through experience and be about something. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been through a lot of rough experiences in your life. You were homeless, living on food stamps. At that time, when you were going through that pain in your life, did you feel like it had a purpose when you were going through all that grief in your life? Yeah, it all, it all, um, it's all usable. Everything that you do is, you can use it. 
you know, to better yourself, better your music. You know, telling your story helps other people that are going through something similar to get through it. And even if they don't go through it specifically, I think, like, vicariously they can understand the, the hurt of it. So you don't always have to experience what an artist is talking about firsthand to to get the therapy of the music, you know? Mm -hmm. But definitely for me, it helped to help shape me, man. Like, every, everything that I've been through, everything yeah. has helped to uh, shape who I am. And when I was watching that video, you said, this is my fate, this is what my life is about, I'm going to die for this, and not most rappers are not willing to put their life for their music, but I, I'm willing to do that. When did you make that decision? When did you realize this is your fate and you accepted it and this is what you're going to do for the rest of your life? Man, I was like... When I turned 20, I was on a boat in, you know, in the middle of the ocean doing factory trawling work, you know, and I was risking my life doing a season in the Bering Sea just to, just so I could come home and buy studio equipment. I never could make it in a 9-to-5 world. I, I don't do well with authority, and my mind is always running with ideas so even when I was on a factory line or working you know whatever it was I was doing um, laying bricks or whatever mm -hmm. I was always absent-minded so I was never well <clears throat> on the job and uh, I just I just never gave myself on a chance to do anything else I don't think that there's no such thing as a plan B when you when you want to be successful. There's no plan B. Like, how? Like, what are you just supposed to give up? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. So mm -hmm. that's why I say I'll, I'll die doing this. I will. You know, I'll I'll be making music for the rest of my life. You know, and that's just that's just what I'm supposed to be doing. I. Mm -hmm. You get to a point where you could just tell this is just what it is what it is, you know, it's what I'm here to do. And that's why you've been succeeding so far. I think most people don't don't have that type of dedication. They give up, they become up with excuses, but you obviously haven't and that's why you're here and gonna go on to greater and bigger things as well too. Um most artists nowadays, you know, social media is everywhere, tweet Twitter, Facebook and everything, they realize the importance of it. You don't care too much for it. You're not on there. You said, uh, like you have that kind of rock attitude where you say just ignore everything. Like, that's that's what makes me who I am. Run DMC didn't have social media back in the day, and they still made it, and they still had to do it. You don't care about it, and you've been ignoring it, and it's been working really well for you. Like you do you feel like that's liberating you? Is that, like, giving you more freedom as an artist? Uh, yeah, I, I, some things, are like, it's funny that you say that, because I, I just, before this interview, addressed an issue that I had with Vice Magazine for saying some dumb shit about me they somehow showed up here for an interview like idiots thinking that I didn't know anything about it but things that I feel like that are important for me to know about find their way to me through people that I care about like listen I know you don't you're not online and you don't look but this is something that you need to know about mm -hmm. this is something that you need to address and so I, I trust the people that are around me will bring me stuff that's important that's really worth paying attention to but other than that it does liberate me. It keeps me focused. It keeps me sane. Uh, I take things personally, and I can't help it. That's just who I am. So if I was, I could be online reading 
a bunch of positive feedback and just get one thing that will stick stick with me for days and days i don't i can't let it go and so the best thing i could do for myself was just to let all that go so i did i'd unplugged entirely um and it's cool i mean all my shit is still active my twitter's active and my facebook is active and yellowwolf.com is is all active but i just personally do not do it you know if i got something to say I'll, I'll, I'll send my I'll send a text to my homie Newport or something like yeah man or, or you know but I don't I don't get on there and, and look around and shit because it's just too much man it's, it's just way too much but yeah there was no social media back in the day like it is now but it is no different for me not wanting to get on Twitter or not wanting to you know go through blogs than it is for someone not to want to Maybe an actor doesn't want to pick up magazines or, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, your, uh, it's that schedule has been hectic. We've seen you and Big Crit, but you are sooner or later going to come out with a quality album uh, or mixtape with uh, Big Crit called Country Cousins. Uh, you don't want to rush it, and you, you said that right now, especially, you're, be- you're picky with beats and songs. You just don't want to get on anything. anything. Can you expand on that part? Um, yeah, I just... Look, I, I came up with, I was very fortunate to come up with, in my opinion, one of the illest producers ever, and that's Will Power from Super High Beats. He spoiled me with good music, and him and I, like, vibe really well. I mean, we made trunk music together in one week, and then we did Radioactive together in two weeks, and I guess it's like, really, I'm just used to my band, because that's my band, you know, that's my band. And um, it's hard for me to just step out and work with anybody. But every once in a while, people will throw some gems. Like M16, this other dude from, uh, other producer from Alabama, has become one of my next favorites. You know, his beats are just retarded. And I'm actually doing a project with him and DJ Frank White called Heart of Dixie. That'll be dropping soon. I got a EP with Travis Barker coming out called Psycho White. Um... And another, another tape with uh, Willpower, like Trump Music Returns, um, or the Return of Trump Music. I don't know how we're gonna word it, but we're doing another tape together. So it's, it, I just, just get around people that I feel like are just super talented and have a have a sound. But the, the thing with hip hop is like, if a producer comes in and gets really really popping and everybody wants to go get a track from him and then you have like 10 different artists with the same sound or like I came up on Suave House and Organized Noise and all the production coming from Dr. Dre and then RZA you had crews and they all had sounds and they they were specific to their sound whereas when like the Neptunes came in and then Timberland came in and the era of the producer just blew up and everybody had that sound everybody Everybody was sharing the same band, pretty much. I just try to keep the sound consistent. You know. Uh, you were tweeting back in December. It's hard to do, by the way. It's hard for me. I'm a fucking schizophrenic when it comes to creative shit. Like, mm-hmm. you can go back and listen to arena rap, mm-hmm. to Trump music, and just see that sometimes I just lose it creatively and do whatever I want to do. Okay. Go ahead. You were tweeting back in December 2010, though, right? You weren't unplugged at that point, were you? Like way back. 
years ago? Oh, no, no, two years ago I was on that. I was, yeah, two years ago. Uh, man, I'm really glad I saved this question because I favored it on Twitter at that time. I remember going to sleep. It's like 3 in the morning you tweeted this, December 11, 2010. Uh, you said, um, I'm afraid of the truth, but the truth is I, ha I haven't, uh, haven't slept slower in years. And I, when I saw that, I'm like, whoa. Like this is, I, it connected with me for some reason. Like, What do you mean with, by that tweet? Um, I'm afraid of the truth, but the truth is I haven't slept sober in years. I mean, it's just to be bluntly, I was just being honest, you know, that's, that's just the truth, man, I, I don't know, man, I just, what truth, like, are you scared of, though? Well, I, at the time, I wanted to quit drinking, you know what I'm saying, but, and I did for a little bit, and then I just got back hard into it, man, I just really didn't. You know, obviously, I didn't want to quit that bad, um, but that's that's exactly why Twitter's a bad idea for me. <laughs> like, just like, just all emotionally drunk, like, uh, you know, like getting all emo on Twitter is just a bad move. That's exactly why I do not do it. You know, for that. Your uh, good friend Ritz, aka the White Jesus, uh, in the interview, he said you inspire him a lot because he's rapped as long as you have, and you don't run out of in inspiration. What keeps you driven? What keeps you inspired nowadays, Yellow Wolf? Shit, he inspires me, man. Like people like him, people like Crit, Kendrick Lamar, ASAP Rocky, all these new dudes are killing it. That they make you stay on it, like really. You just like. You look over your shoulder like, damn, these dudes are right here, and they're killing it. So I need to be killing it, you know? So it's just respect respect for the competition, and I'm a fan of it too. You know, I'm a fan of all of them. And uh, I just, you know, it, I'm inspired by watching other people, and, I, and I'm also inspired by old-school artists who kept it going for so many years man and just Marshall Mathers um Jay-Z Snoop Dogg Busta Rhymes like these dudes legends living legends who kept it going you know so I just like well if they could do it I could do it you know it's just the way I look at it and you are doing it any last words to the people, the word, uh, the world out there your fans anything that you gotta tell them y'all uh just keep posted um, on yellowwolf.com. Uh, also, my line, uh, my signature line on Famous Stars and Straps, Country Fresh, just hit stores everywhere. And that will be followed by an EP called Psycho White that I did with Travis Barker. Best of Freestyles coming out from DJ Frank White. Heart of Dixie tape coming out with M16 and DJ Frank White. Trump Music Returns is in the, in the works. Um, so just stay posted, plenty of music coming. If I'm in your city, come out to the live show because that's where I live. Thank you. So there you have it. Once again, another edition of Throwback Thursdays, the Come Up Show podcast in the bag. Yellow Wolf, great interview. I'm really happy with it, man. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool sometimes, you know, when you get 
to the artist and reach them and enjoy their conversation and you make them go through all the different emotions as well too so thank you to yellow wolf for giving me a great interview and the come up show a great interview and if you haven't already you can check out the video version of this interview so there you go hit us up follow us soundcloud subscribe on itunes uh, follow us on instagram and twitter at the come up show once again i'm martin bauman thank you for listening we'll see you next time (laughs) 